think that people that are on this journey need to remember to give themselves grace, to practice self-care, and to remember that awareness is the key because you can't create the changes that you want to create until you're aware of what's going on first. Welcome to Into the Light Podcast. This is where we will be discussing and exploring all things Ascension. Ascension journey, Ascension journey mapping, and understanding how we can deepen and increase our spiritual and healing journey, along with understanding concepts around the global consciousness awakening that's happening, quantum energy healing, personal growth and enlightenment, trauma healing, and so much more as we learn together from experts in the field. I'm your host, Adina Movana, and I appreciate you taking the time to join me today. Let's dive in. All right. Welcome to episode five of Into the Light podcast. I'm your host, Adina Movana. Today we have Alicia. Alicia is a quantum energy healer. She offers life-changing transformation through trauma healing, Akashic records reading, past life regression work, and entity removal. Uh, She also specializes in clearing dense energy, regulating chakras, and restoring body systems. Alicia guides her clients in transcending their ego, communicating with their higher self, and achieving higher vibrational energy frequencies. Thanks so much, Alicia. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. How are you doing? I'm well. Thank you for having me. This is really exciting. Yay. Well, I'm excited. I mean, I just had that little introduction. It sounds like you do so much work with your clients around energy healing. And we're starting to talk about all these types of topics with quantum healing. You know, I know I mentioned a lot of things there. And just to get us started, could you maybe tell us a little bit about what some of those things mean? Like what is quantum energy healing and how do you work with your clients? Well, for one thing, let me start out by saying that in order to work in quantum and practice quantum, you need to be trained and certified. So for me, I have taken quantum one, two, and three in advanced quantum. And that is information that is divinely directed through your teacher. So it's good that you asked that because I don't know that there's a whole lot of very detailed information out there about the practice that we do and the things that we're able to achieve. So essentially, you are trained to connect with divine energies so that you can interface with the spiritual body and go in and work and clear things out that are no longer serving people's best and highest good to help them to heal, to help them on their ascension process, and to help sort of restore them to their divine blueprint operating at the divine frequency that essentially we as humans should be operating at on a soul level. Oh, gosh, amazing. Yeah, that's like my number one question I get sometimes. So what is quantum healing? And that was a great explanation. And I guess the thing that strikes me is like, how is it different? Like all of us are starting to become a little bit familiar with like body work and energy. You know, we got Reiki and yoga and all these things. And I'm just curious, how do you describe it when you get asked? Like, how is it different than the other types of energy work that people are doing or that we hear a little bit more about these days? Well, the other types of energy work that other people are doing are more about moving things through, moving energy, unblocking, getting things sort of unstuck so that your energy is able to flow through you. We do all that as well. The difference is is that we're able to pull out and remove things that are no longer serving your best and highest good. Heavy, dense energy that's crystallized and stuck, 
any lower vibrational entities that are attached in your aortic field and throughout your body, things like that. So we have the ability to actually pull things out and remove them. One of the higher level concepts is removing programming, pulling programming out of the body systems so that you no longer sort of have attachments or connect to triggers or high levels of emotion so much anymore. Most of that, of course, is connected to trauma. To trauma, right. I was just going to say from what we've talked about in the past and whatnot, it sounds like your work really revolves heavily around the trauma piece, right? So people come to you, let's say, you know, what do people come to you with? Like, I have this problem and then you kind of belay it back to trauma. Well, first of all, my most recommending colleagues are their therapists, they're practicing clinicians. Oh, wow. You know, that are practicing talk therapy or EMDR, some other clinicians that do neurofeedback, those sorts of things, um, chiropractors. So these people understand that there comes a place where you can do the physical work, you can do the emotional work, you can do the mental work, but there is a spiritual aspect, an energetic aspect of the work that has to be done. So most of my clients are already working with a healing practitioner on those other levels of the body. Oh, wow. Amazing. Yeah. So you get referrals. That's really interesting to me because the fact that there's these like, quote unquote, really professional, like normal therapists, relatively speaking, and that they're actually, they're doing different modalities and they're referring to you like the next level. Is that when someone has like very like certain severe problem that they get to you? Is that how it works? Well, sometimes it's some kind of a physical problem where there's no diagnosis for it or no explanation behind it. So for example, the chiropractor has been working with a client for three months, working on shoulder pain, shoulder pain, and nothing is releasing, nothing is happening. So there's something, something connected to that that I can go in and work with and pull out. With the practicing therapists, people often get stuck. You know, you can move forward to a certain extent, and sometimes our minds and our thoughts get in the way, and it yeah. makes it hard for us to let go of things. You're constantly triggering for whatever reason, and the client becomes stuck, and there isn't as much forward movement anymore. That's typically when they come to me. And so, you know, I sit down and I have a consultation with them and ask them, you know, what brings you here? What do you know about energy work? Have you had any energy work done before? Because it's really important to discern the client's level of awareness. Right. And then for me, I do a lot of explaining. Most people don't know that quantum work is very noisy. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's good information. Yeah. How is it noisy? (laughs) You use your breath a lot. There can be toning, there can be chanting, there can be clapping. So quantum work is noisy. I remember the first time that I had my own quantum work done. I was like, what is going on here? Why is she making all these noises? (laughs) What is happening? And so for me, because of my own experiences with clearings, I have a very blended style that's fairly unique. I explain to the client what's going on. I tell them, you know, what I'm going to do, how this process works, what the first session looks like, because there's sort of a standard clearing that you want to do the first time. 
I explain to them that I'm only going to be able to remove what they and their higher selves are, are ready to let go of. That most people, when they come in, they just want it all gone. It doesn't quite work like that. It has to come off in layers as the body and the higher self is ready to release those things. Can't do it all at once. It would be too overwhelming and could potentially fracture the psyche. The other thing is most people, they look at the idea of peace as happiness. And happiness is a byproduct of peace. And if you have lived your life with a lack of peace and chaos and the constant intrusive thoughts and the looping and the programming and the negative beliefs, can't just take that all away because it has to happen slowly. Sometimes people, when I remove those things and they have less intrusive thoughts or they have less of an emotional reaction to something that they once felt very strongly about, it confuses them. They go to, I'm apathetic or am I depressed? What's going on? Because they are not used to functioning without all that noise in their head and without all of those sort of high level emotional reactions. So those things have to come off in layers so that you notice there's less intrusive thoughts or there's less reactions. And so that's sort of how it works. I always tell the clients, peace is not joy and happiness. You know, those are different states. Peace is very calm. It's a very neutral place. It's very objective place. And some people can feel empty because they're just used to so much noise. Yeah. We inherently connect negative connotations to things. So you might assume that you are apathetic when in reality, you don't care as much anymore, but that's not to be paired with something negative. It just doesn't bother you. Right. You eliminate some of that triggering reaction and then you come to more of a balanced state, would you say? Like, right. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. That sounds like what we talk about when we're going into like improving our vibrational frequency, right? The way I understand it kind of like behind the law of attraction is we have to resonate at higher frequencies. So it sounds to me like, yeah, this is great. You're basically helping people achieve those higher frequency states. Is that right? Right. You have to clear the energetic system. You have to clear the chakras out. You have to pull all of this stuff out. People experience, they feel lighter. Some actually feel like they're kind of floating on the table because they feel so much lighter because you're just pulling all this heavy density out of them. And depending on what's going on in your life and how you're navigating it, things are stressful. They're always going to be stressful. But as you go through and you sort of, you clear all this stuff out and you remove these things that are no longer serving the best and highest good, you're able to operate in a more calm, detached way and you can navigate through that better. Amazing. It sounds to me like when I hear about the ascension process and I certainly get asked, what is ascension? That's the other question. <laughs> I try and describe it, but this sounds like the best way you said, like eliminating the lower density. So, you know, we're here, we're experiencing life. We have all of these thoughts and all of these feelings. And based on what those thoughts and feelings are, that determines sort of what your vibrational level is. So if you're constantly in a state of anger or you're constantly operating in one of those, you know, less than the frequency of unconditional love then you're holding a certain vibrational state. When you're holding that vibrational state, you're going to call in experiences of that same vibration. You're going to call in people of that same vibration. And so it is oftentimes sort of, it's hard for people to understand that sometimes. And 
as you are moving through ascension and you are learning about these things, it helps substantially to see a quantum healer to help pull that stuff off of you so that you are moving a little bit, maybe at more of a pace that you would like and be able to vibrate higher. Right. And so you've mentioned a couple of times this removal of obviously the energies and the entities as well. So I know we've talked a little bit about people who have like uh, jinn problems, for example, like in Islamic tradition in the Quran, it seems like the awareness of it is surfacing a little bit more, but I'm sure that our listeners are pretty new to stuff around like, Hey, let's remove your jinn problems. Yeah. Well, Different people are comfortable with different levels of language. And sure, different regions around the globe have more specific entities, for lack of a better word, that afflict certain areas. And I always tell people, it's whatever you're comfortable with. If you feel comfortable with words like angels, if you feel comfortable with words like demons, whatever you're comfortable with. But there are higher vibrational beings and there are lower vibrational beings. And... A lot of people are not aware of that. And if you have not come into a place where your third eye is open, you might not be able to see it. And so they get in our fields. Women often have banshees that are hovering about and screaming. They're very chaotic and very noisy. For me, it's connected to the idea of sort of the hysterical woman. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. They got to go. They got to go. And and so... Wow. So yeah, when you're talking about like removal of these entities, I I know you're, so you're in the Virginia beach area and you sounds to me like you've also worked a ton with like the military, right? Like you get. And what would be interesting to you is of course, the number of people that have been over um, in the Middle East that have gin that I have to remove and take them. And it's not just that they have been to the Middle East and been exposed there. I mean, I have never been to the Middle East and I had gin that had to be removed. Right. Some of it has to do with past life stuff, things that you have sort of carried in as well. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Well, you mentioned that you had to have some of this removed for yourself. So I was just curious, how did you get into this work? Like this is sounding like you've had to do the work on yourself first, right? Like we hear. (laughs) So for me, you name the trauma, I've probably suffered it. So I was doing therapy myself and I did EMDR and that was really helpful in processing out a lot of that trauma and the mental and emotional work that was behind that. But it wasn't fixing per se, like the intrusive thoughts and the looping and that sort of stuff. And I've always been awake and aware Like these topics are very taboo in society. So there haven't been many opportunities in my life that I've been able to connect with other people to be able to open up and talk about how at 19, I believed in reincarnation, even though I was raised a Christian. Do you know what I mean? Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, raised in the Christian church. And so for me, I had to sort of muddle through, you know, a lot of that societal and ancestral and familial programming myself and just sort of divinely kind of fell in it. You know, I had heard about these energy work or energy clearings, and I just intuitively knew that that was something that I needed to do. Listening to your intuition is such an important part of this journey (laughs) and not swatting it aside. So my first healer that I saw, I had probably five sessions with her and they were big and they were long. 
and I had a lot of stuff removed. I didn't quite understand as much about this stuff then, of course, you know, and there wasn't a whole lot of communication as she was working on me. So I didn't have a whole lot of knowledge. Also in tandem was I connected with my higher self and I was channeling my higher self. My gifts were starting to come in. And so I was doing a lot of reading and researching to understand all of these things anywhere that I could get. And then I landed upon Margaret, who you had your first podcast with, and I had clearings with her and informational sessions with her. And over the course of the last several years, I decided that I wanted to be able to do this to keep myself clear and to keep myself high vibrating. At no point did I ever think that I would take on clients, much less face-to-face clients that I didn't know, strangers. But as I matriculated through the classes and I was doing a lot of remote work because I was more comfortable with remote work, you know, you get more confident because there comes a point, I think, for all of us when you're doing this and you're thinking, well, one, am I really going to be able to do this? Yeah. Who am I? to be able to do these things. Can I really see it? Am I really doing it? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. (laughs) You sort of struggle through that. And then it was some of the last, I think, of the unworthiness wounds Mm -hmm. that I am a divine consciousness in this body. And I'm absolutely capable of all of these things. And we are all capable of these things. There's just a certain amount of work that you need to do for yourself to clear so that you're vibrating high enough. And when you're vibrating high enough, you will hear your guides. You will connect to your higher self. Your gifts will come in or they will come in stronger. You'll be more sure of them. You'll be able to connect with your intuition and all of that noise will sort of start to fade out. Amazing. And so, you know, I had so many people that were like, oh my gosh, when are you going to start seeing clients? Are you going to practice? Are you see clients, see clients. I want you to see clients. And so... I finally, finally did. And it is wonderful and it is rewarding and it is humbling how life-changing these things that are happening that I'm able to take life-changing for my clients. That's beautiful. Wow. I didn't know the whole story of how you got into it. So, wow. Amazing. And it's very inspiring that we're hearing that people can do this. They're all able to tap into these powers, right? This is like... So one of my biggest pieces is I have a blended style. So I work, I'm channeling and I'm teaching, I'm explaining. I want you to have the knowledge because you're not going to need me forever. Let's get through this piece. Let's give you some knowledge. Let's teach you how to protect yourself. Let's teach you how to start clearing yourself, how to run light because you can do this too. Amazing. You can do this for yourself. You don't have to pay me. <laughs> for right. So it's really about bringing a level of awareness. You know what I mean? You know, I'm not teaching my clients quantum in what I'm doing. They will need to go to Margaret and take her classes to become quantum trained. Yeah. But there is a certain level of knowledge and awareness that you can give to people to teach them how to light up their horror and clear themselves, how to call in protection, how to cut cords, mm-hmm. how to send back energy that does not belong to you with love, how to call all your energy back and how to keep yourself protected as you are moving through and raising your vibration because those lower vibrational entities, that density, it's still out there and it's still, you know, trying to come in and sort of cling and attach to us and use of our energy and try to have as close to a human experience as they can get. And they, they have to go. I love that. And so it puts so much awareness in my head, like, okay, it sounds like we have to do like daily 
practices of clearing and like this resonates, you know, for me, you know, I have a Muslim background. It's like, we got five daily prayers, you know, it's like, it kind of puts a logical framework around what we're supposed to be doing. It does, but it can be very overwhelming when you're first learning. So you can start happening upon lots of knowledge. Like I I teach my clients, this is how you smudge yourself. This is how you use Palo Santo, take an Epsom salt bath. Let's look into some oils, you know, and you take what resonates with you. Yeah. And just like I work to de-layer them from these things, I'm also giving them tools and layers that you sort of start to layer on. Because if you, if you're just diving into this, and you don't have a whole lot of knowledge and experience, it will feel extremely overwhelming. Overwhelming, yeah. Very overwhelming. So you start with one thing that you can incorporate, one thing that is doable. I can buy some Palo Santo and I can light it and I can wave it around me. I'm going to do that when I wake up in the morning. And then maybe after five days, I'm going to do that at night. And so you start you know, you can't just jump in and do it all at once. It will be enti- it will be way overwhelming and you will get information overload. So you look for the information, you find the information, you happen upon the information and you take what resonates with you, what you can do and you layer it up. Yeah. It's like, you know, like meditating and implementing these. That's the one theme I always hear is like, oh, meditative practices are at a lot of the root of all of this stuff, you know, but it's hard for people, right? It's like, <laughs> it's challenging. I never, ever, ever, ever thought I would be able to meditate ever. I'm kind of in that boat. The concept of meditation was so foreign to me because my brain and my thoughts were constantly going. And the concept of shutting that off or not having thoughts was very bizarre to me. And that's one of the things that the clients are like, that sounds really good. As you're moving through the clearings and you're getting the clearings and you're getting the clearings and you're getting clearings and things are coming off and coming off and coming off the thoughts are less and less and less. So now for me, it's silent in there. I can be completely present in the present moment and present in my body, which are all things that I had to learn and to work up to. Yeah. Amazing. And you also had mentioned like when you first were getting into the work, just reconciling your understanding of like past life work, you know, I, I know, I know a lot of us come from different like religious cultural backgrounds where like, that's taboo. Like you said, a lot of this is taboo subject. So what would you say for people who are trying to bridge the understanding of what it means to have like, okay, why I have past life, the karma is coming into this life. Like, what does that even mean, you know, for people? Well, you know, this goes back to sort of your intuition and understanding what resonance feels like. Oftentimes you will happen into the information when, when the divine timing is right for you. And Sometimes it can be a lot and it can be overwhelming. And for some people, the concept of past lives, it's just very difficult for them to intellectually understand. And then once you you get that and you start feeling comfortable with that, and then you find out time is an illusion and everything's happening simultaneously, that really blows your mind. So again, I want to reinforce that there's a de-layering of the stuff that's no longer serving your best and highest good. And as you are de-layering that, you are layering up these other things. And so you might find that you come into some information and you're just like, whoa, that seems a little far-fetched or bizarre. Don't be surprised if six months later, it doesn't resonate with you completely. Different people feel resonance differently. For me, it's kind of a twofold. Like, you know, I know it in my gut, like they say. And other times I get those chills. 
the chill through the body, the resonance. So when you happen upon some information, you have some sort of internal barometer or internal system where you just know it's true. You just know it's true. The first piece, of course, is being open-minded to it and the whole ascension process, the whole delayering as you remove these things and you're vibrating higher, your consciousness expands and you can hold more information and more knowledge. It's definitely not the easiest and people want to fast track. They want it now. And I can remember there for a couple of years, getting the downloads and getting the information and trying to reconcile it. Like, wait a minute. It's like all these little pieces of the puzzle, but there are holes everywhere. Right. And that really, really frustrated me. And I had to, I had to sort of let go of that. And I had to trust that this is the knowledge that I have right now. This is what I'm supposed to be working with. And when it's time for the other stuff, then the other stuff will come in. Right. And it's like you've described it as your expert at removing the programming, right? Like the act. So, so many of us have these programs we're running and we believe what we believe and we have all of that, but to actually be able to remove those programs that are like undesirable, or I would say like ego-based, right? It kind of goes into that work where we're basically solving a lot of our ego-based problems. Is that right with this work? I mean, I think so. Yes. The ego, you know, is a very complicated subject. (laughs) Yeah. You know, there's definitely, there was a reason for it. Unfortunately, a lot of people are operating out of ego, even when they don't necessarily realize it because that word ego has a negative connotation to it. Right. There's a place for it. The, the point is you have to get it in check and it is your soul that should be running the show. It is your soul that should be in charge. And as one of the things that happens during the ascension process is as you are healing and you're vibrating higher, lower ego kicks in. And there can be an internal battle there, you know, with lower ego, because it wants to run the show. Mm -hmm. It's those moment by moment situations and decisions that you're making, that you are sort of moving your soul to be the one that's operating and controlling and not the ego. And sending the ego is, woo, that's tough work. Uh, I erroneously thought that I needed to like eradicate it or like heal from it. No, it just needs to be loved and put back where it belongs. Yeah. It's like integrated in the whole. Yeah. Yeah. It's just gotten so big and it's taking over and it really should be sort of small and be loved and be put over here so that your soul is in operation. Your soul is controlling. And that's where the difficult part of shadow work comes in. There are concepts that we have positive connotations to that we will weaponize and we will come from a place of sort of trying to control and manipulate and not even realize we're doing it. Each person is having their own journey, their own experience, and they're entitled to that journey and that experience. And if you don't like being a part of that, or you don't like the way that that person is making you feel, then you just vibrate right on out of their space. Right. It's like in our personal relationships is where we really find this. Yeah, absolutely. So for example, I'll just throw something out there. You're dating a guy and he cheats on you. You should be loyal to me. You start to sort of weaponize these positive connotations. Well, I mean, yeah, that's not untrue, but you don't have to stay in that situation. You don't have to. It's just interesting to me the way in which some people operate. When we feel unsafe, that ego kicks up. (laughs) And no matter how good intended we think we are, we are still trying to control and garner an outcome that is safe. Right. 
And in doing so, what you're not doing is holding space and allowing that person, you know, their own experience. If that person's experience isn't jiving with yours, then you kind of have a choice. You take them where they're at or you sort of move on from that. But all of that, of course, you know, is way easier said than done. A lot of the removal of the programming, removing the core negative beliefs about yourself, two of the biggest ones are the unworthiness and the lack of self-love. Right. It all comes back to the source of the trauma and where we're able to heal those those programs. People misunderstand. They think that trauma has to be violent and gruesome and horrible. Yeah, it's not always the case, right? <laughs> not always the case. Sometimes it's just the way in which you were, you know, you're growing up and things that were going on in your home, you know, your needs weren't being met. Just the negative beliefs that you developed about yourself based on, you know, the interaction that was going on, you know, when you were little and where you grew up. Yeah, that was certainly the case for me of what I've reflected on. Like I didn't have these necessarily horrific experiences, but just a certain emotional development or lack thereof because of my environment was where I I started to hook into my own like healing journey. And so that really resonates with me. Yeah. And also this connection and connecting to the heart, to the intuition and the divine feminine energy. So you know, I was just curious, like right now, I mean, we've mentioned ascension, we've mentioned different things, like how is this work really like timely? I feel like right now, you know, we're, we're going through things as a collective, as a, as humanity, right? Is this, it, it, this is, seems very timely because, and important, right? Because like, we haven't had this knowledge, obviously previously, this is all like awareness. How is it really urgent and timely in this time and place where we are now? The way I understand it, we've been around a lot longer than they think we've been around. And we are essentially evolving when at some point in time, we were higher vibrating than we are now. We looked different and we weren't necessarily inhabiting these types of bodies. We made choices to call in these lower vibrational experiences and, you know, essentially sort of, you know, move down. That goes into like our karmic, you know, where we're here to kind of sort this, these karmic challenges is what I've heard. Right. And it's time for us to, to shift back up. And so, you know, essentially that's what's happening. The planet is moving into a higher vibrational frequency, humanity, you know, the terms waking up and woke and those sorts of things. It's a remembering. This is a remembering. Mm -hmm. We're remembering. We've always had this knowledge. We've always known these things. It's just, it's a remembering. And the, the movement of breaking down these structures and increasing the frequencies on the planet and evolving as a species back to where we're supposed to be. Yeah, like I hear it described as, you know, we're on the brink of the greatest global consciousness awakening. You know, I don't know if that's like, certainly on social media and things, that's where I, where my journey is like, okay, so we're, it's feeling very mandatory. Like we have to heal these things or we'd be left behind into the. Yeah, that's exactly what it feels like to me that we're, you know, many of us have already shifted into 5D and some of these other things, you know, are sort of playing out on the 3D. Yeah. What does that mean? Can you give me, cause that's very new to people or like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to sound too. It's really sort of the high, high level esoteric information that would take way more conversation than, than we have today, but there, yeah. you know, there are different dimensions and it's a lot more, you know, just 20 years ago, they thought there were nine. And as you know, more information comes in, we're learning more and more, but these dimensional shifts about vibrating higher, about calling in higher vibrational experiences. And so ultimately 
I think it's about operating in the frequency of unconditional love. We, we think that, that love is an emotion. It's a frequency. It's a way of life. It's like the concept, okay, we all want to get an unconditional love, divine love. That's the gateway to the, the whole new earth concept. And like you said, creating our heaven on earth, right? <laughs> Higher vibrational, operating from a, a better space without all of this control and oppression and you know these lower vibrational experiences of hate and shame and jealousy and anger and oppression, you know. It's time. Time for us to, to rise. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, rise up. Amazing, Alicia. Well, I love this. So I know your work is in Virginia Beach. And is there any way if our listeners are, are interested in, you know, working with you or like, what's the best way to reach out if someone's interested? And I'll also have your information on the on the podcast episode. I definitely can do remote sessions. You know, I can do that via Zoom with people, but they can definitely contact me on my email, which is AliciaArrington1 at yahoo.com. I'll put that in there. Okay. Well, fantastic. Any last thoughts for our audience before we close? I think that people that are on this journey need to remember to give themselves grace, Mm -hmm. to practice self-care, and to remember that awareness is the key because you can't create the changes that you want to create until you're aware of what's going on first. Amazing. You have an amazing way of explaining things. I just want to thank you for that because I know I'm in this process. And whenever I talk to you, I feel like I get the very clearest, concise, logical based explanation. Sometimes, you know, we're in this woo woo stuff and like mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not getting it. But that's my biggest you know, takeaway is that the way that you can explain it logically, and it's so important in the process. It seems like it works better when you understand what's going on and you have a logical foundation. So, oh, absolutely. I think that on so many different levels, you know, intuitively and getting the resonance and understanding, but we still have scientific logical brains <laughs> that need to be able to enter the information and process it and understand it in a way that makes sense because these concepts are very high level esoteric and can be, can be very confusing, I think. So confusing and overwhelming, like you said. We we want to keep it absolutely overwhelming. Keep it bite-sized, keep it going like in small doses, and then and as you continue to move, you'll get more and more and more information. Amazing. Yeah. Well, that's getting us really clear on that ascension process, which is, you know, really interesting and entertaining for me and I know our listeners. So Oh my gosh, thank you so much for all of your wisdom and your knowledge. And of course, the work you do for humanity, <laughs> for everyone who, who hears from you. So thank you so much, Alicia. And that's our episode for today. Anyone who's interested, I'll have the links on my website. And thank you so much for joining. This is Into the Light with Adina Mobana. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode today. Please share your biggest takeaway with me via our community. For new listeners, thank you for tuning in. I invite anyone to explore the resources, links, and show notes available on my website, www.adinamovana.com. If a topic or discussion piqued your curiosity or interest today during the show, you can easily find it there at that website. And if you have any specific topics you would like me to cover, feel free to email me at em at adinamovana.com. Thank you again for joining me today. And I look forward to connecting with you again next week on Into the Light.